Greetings and salutations from Times Square, crossroads of the world. This is the Muni Lowdown, produced by DebtWire Municipals, where we talk about this week's most interesting stories in the municipal bond market. And I am your host, Young Lim, desk editor at DebtWire Municipals. Today is Tuesday, March 17, 2020. And for our listeners out there, hopefully everyone is safe. Uh, hunkered down, working from home, but most of all, hope everyone is okay out there. And thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a dedicated podcast to the American dream, which we've talked about in a while, and timing could not have been any worse. Uh, The retail portion was supposed to open this Thursday, March 19th, but due to the coronavirus uh, situation, it's closed indefinitely for now. So, But just to give listeners a little background, this project, this huge retail entertainment complex has been in the works for since the 1990s. And then in the 2000 uh, decade, construction finally began. And at one point, then governor uh, Chris Christie called it the ugliest building in America. So finally, after much uh, work and financing, it finally started and they opened parts of it in phases starting last October. But this week was supposed to be the big retail portion, which again, it's been closed. So we have two of our um, our people from DebtWire Municipals. We've got Kathleen O'Donnell who covers um, New Jersey and we've got Greg Clark, our head of municipal research. So welcome everybody. Let's talk about the American dream or the way it's going. Maybe it's called the American nightmare, but Kathy, We'll start with you, and let's talk about um, the update on what's going on. I know, unsurprisingly, they announced news last week they were closing as of yesterday. Yes, Young, and uh, you know, obviously, given the current situation, I don't think it came as a big surprise to anyone. Um, but as someone said to me recently, could this project be any more ill-fated? Um, as you noted, it's been going on for quite some time, and they. Um, obviously opened uh, initially in October, the first uh, phase of it, um, and they were due to have the retail portion um, or part of the retail portion obviously opening soon, and as we know, that's not going to happen. So American Dream said they expect to remain closed through the end of March, but they will continue to monitor guidance from federal and state public health agencies. And this, of course, uh, means that, you know, what they refer to, as I mentioned, the scheduled preview open of some retail and the DreamWorks Water Park is obviously canceled. And uh, Water Park and uh, Nickelodeon Universe tickets uh, purchased for use between uh, March 16th and the 31st will be automatically extended for use uh, through the 31st of December. And when I checked last evening, the developer, Triple Five, obviously they own the Mall of America property in Minnesota, um, which that said it would remain open, but its Nickelodeon Universe Park will close tomorrow, um, you know, Wednesday, March 18th. And as was noted by the Star Tribune in Minneapolis last August, Triple Five pledged a 49% stake in Mall of America as collateral for a construction loan for American Dream. Um, and, uh, when it comes to the American dream project, obviously the developer is just, you know, is a single purpose, um, LLC with essentially no assets. And, 
Um, another triple five holding um, West Edmonton Mall in Alberta, Canada, was temporarily closing some things, including its World Water Park. But as I understand, the shopping center and the Fantasyland Hotel and the West Edmonton Mall Inn, they were going to remain open. And again, that was my check last night. Um, and they were going to have some heightened risk mitigation measures in there, like stepped up cleaning and additional sanitizer stations. Um, but getting back to, you know, our American Dream project, obviously, you know, a worry for American Dream bondholders. I mean, the grant revenue bonds or the sales tax bonds, as they're often referred to, um, and they are far from alone in this worry. That is an activity, you know, that, you know, any activity shut down, you know, you aren't generating sales taxes. Right. And um, so with those bonds, the state has agreed, you know, subject to legislative appropriation to pay the developer grant payments. I believe it's like uh, grant revenue payable over a 20-year period equal to 75% of the state sales and use uh, tax revenues that are directly realized from businesses operating at American Dream. So consequently, less sales taxes by American Dream businesses equals less state sales tax equals less grant payments, and then that's less money to pay the grant revenue bonds. Simplification, but that's kind of the way it is. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the pilot bonds, which stands for payment in lieu of taxes, as the limited offering memorandum makes clear, the ability of Amarim, which is the developer, uh, to pay the pilot is dependent upon the ability of American, you know, the American Dream Project to produce cash flow, which comes from the you know collection of rents and other operating revenues at American Dream. So when you're closed, you are not obviously generating you know um, operating revenue. Right. Um, and from what I've heard, you know, in talking to some people who've been there, you know, big snow, things like that, we're seeing some good traffic. Um, so, you know, they're just closing at, at, at a terrible time for this project. Um, but I guess, you know, a lot depends upon how this lasts. And, um, you know, even if after restrictions are limited, if people are going to actually feel confident enough to go out, um, but then again, you know, given the people that are cooped up with their kids, you know, just my <laughs> prediction, there could be a surge in people trying to get out of the house once this is over. And I know that you were you were a person who's been there young, is right. not correct, going to take snow, right? Yes, I did go there. So, uh, but Greg, we're going to come back to you in a little bit for your analytical uh, snapshot. But yes, that's correct, Kathy. And you, since you mentioned big snow, I did go to there with my family. This was back in February during winter break. And... To make a, a long story short, briefly, my daughter wanted to go skiing, and we live in Bergen County. We wanted, we wanted to go nearby to an outdoor, a typical skiing place. And then her, she invited her friend. Her friend didn't have any ski pants, the equipment she didn't have. So, well, and, and the ski place, they don't give you pants. They just give you the poles and the lift tickets. So we're, I said, well, do you want to try American Dream? And I called American Dream. I called Big Snow for the price, which is near about $70, I think, give or take. They give you the lift ticket, they give you the skis, and they give you pants and a jacket because it's like, as you mentioned, you've got tourists coming in from if they're visiting New York and most people don't carry around ski pants. So, mm. so that was a positive thing. However, on the negative side, it's only for two hours and some people might want to ski longer. When you go, usually when you go skiing, it's like an all day thing or at least a half day thing. And that was our plan. So, but I did go, she skied. The, the place was big, it's indoors, there's a little waiting area for parents to watch their kids, and it's clean, and I walked around the mall, it's huge. I could see the water park, people were testing, at the, obviously they're not open, but I saw, I could see the water park, I could see workers testing the, 
the wave pool, and then I could see, and the DreamWorks amusement park was open. I could see rides and little kids going there, but my daughter's a little bit older. So, but ultimately, it looks like it's, there's a potential there. And hmm. like, like you said, Kathy, when uh, I'm assuming the way it's going, probably weeks, months, you know, could be weeks, at least not months, people want to go back and then if things are clean and they want someplace to go because they've got massive cabin fever, then this could be it. Mm. So, yeah, but it was a, it, it's a huge place. It's a good, it's a definitely a good place if you have nothing else to do, take a nice long walk around the mall. You're a good dad, Young. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. Well, thank you for your work on the American Dream. All right. So, Greg, how you doing, Greg? I'm good, Young. How are you? Good, thanks. All right. So, Let's talk about your analytical snapshot on the American Dream. Tell us what you found out. Well, we uh, what we found was uh, a lot of a lot of that. Uh, I'm not going to duplicate what you and Kathy have discussed, but that was uh, that was a good portion of it. We noted that there was already a one year delay in the opening. Uh, the project construction projects of this size are are frequently frequently encounter delays, and and this was one of them. Uh, there there were some added inspections apparently and there is some inclement weather which uh was kind of a little bit of a surprise that that would be causing delay because i would think that would have been building in the northeast you have to expect inclement weather uh the bonds were not rated by any rating agency and uh some other concerns that investors have had since before the bonds were issued when the bonds were marketed for instance was that uh there's competition from other area malls like the Garden State Plaza. And mm -hmm. uh, the, of course, which we've discussed before, there's been a degree of reliance. There was a degree of reliance in the, in the project feasibility on uh, New York City residents visiting and on uh, tourism to the New York City area, domestic and foreign tourism. And of course, that's pretty much reduced, at least for now. So it, it was clear even on March 6th that seems like ages ago now, uh, that concerns about the coronavirus would, uh, would affect the, uh, the March 19th opening. And uh, obviously since then, the, the world has changed. And as Kathy mentioned, the, uh, the facility is temporarily closed totally. So not only will there not be a, an opening of the water park in the retail, um, there's their closed period. So, uh, the other thing that's going on is, is Kathy has also written about is that there is uh, an assessment appeal by the mall owners of their assessment, which could affect the payments on the pilot bonds if that's successful. That's still in the works. Uh, apparently, there's a phone call uh, before or with the judge. I think, was that in June, Kathy? Yes, I believe it's, um, and I'm going to mispronounce his name before, Judge Androscini or Androscini in, I believe it's June 19th, if I'm correct, but I'm not, I'm pretty sure it's that date. Yeah, so it's, um, it was delayed a bit, I think, to give folks maybe a, a chance to possibly arrive at some kind of settlement there. But yeah, that's the next thing we're watching there. And so okay. far, New Jersey tax courts are still open. Alrighty. So that's pretty much the story. I'm all with uncertain prospects to begin with, had a one-year project delay and is now closed. Um, due to the coronavirus, um, the uh, yeah, they, the owners of the uh, of the mall, uh, as we've talked about, the other uh, facilities they have, um, 
all I can say is their net worth is higher than mine, and I'm sure that they could support the operations <laughs> um, for a while, whether they would, if they needed to do so. Uh, would they do so? I don't know. Uh, you know, with a little bit of luck, we'll be over this concern about coronavirus in the relatively near future, and the project will perform well, and people will will go there in droves, and everybody will be happy. That's uh, obviously what everybody hopes for. Uh, whether that's going to happen, uh, hard to say. Yeah, definitely. And and um, you were mentioning about the the malls, like especially Garden State Plaza. Again, living in Bergen County, um, the day we went to American Dream, forgot to mention that. Big Snow was open, the theme park was open. However, none of the restaurants were open. So basically, after my daughter was done skiing, she was hungry. So I looked on the map, and the Garden State Plaza, which is one of the largest malls in Bergen County, was about 15 minutes away, which is not a... I said, can you wait 15 minutes to get some food? She said, no problem. So in that aspect, I could see people saying, hey, it's not that far. I rather, If I like this particular restaurant or I like this food court, I can just go there and continue my shopping. There's no, it's not far enough away where you're sort of forced to stay at American Dream. So that could be interesting too in the future because on one hand, I'm sure once they open supposedly over 300 stores, I believe, Kathy, or or nearly 400 stores and retail establishments, that, that's a huge choice. Yeah, I think it was like you know, quite a few, you know, what they call carefully curated dining options. So there's going to be, you know, uh, quite a bit of, uh, of, um, you know, choices there, um, you know, along with kind of the retail there as well. So, um, you know, we'll certainly offer if it, you know, when and if they get them all together, you know, it, it certainly will have quite a, you know, a wide variety of offerings from kind of the um, more high-end type of eateries and then, you know, other types of kind of more casual places, I'm guessing. But um, If they're smart, they'll have Chick-fil-A. That'll bring in people right there. <laughs> Actually, uh, since I have since I both, I think I have one last question before I, I wrap this thing up. I know at the time when they uh, last year when they said we're going to open the retail at some point in March 2020, obviously some stores like uh, Barney's and obviously uh, other stores filed for bankruptcy and they're not going to be there. This was mentioned months ago, so. Just to throw it out to both of you out there, what do you guys think? Because obviously the way things are going, some other stores, even I'm sure there's going to be some stores that are going to close down if this coronavirus is prolonged for weeks and into months. As President Trump said yesterday, this could go into the summer. Stores that are already signed up, you know, I'm sure they'll close down even before they open officially, whenever that time will be. Either of you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's clearly uh, a negative um... I think that the uh, the country's economic outlook is clouded at best. Uh, retail is one of the things that tends to get hurt. High-end retail, uh, I'm not going to get over my skis here. Uh, I haven't been at this at uh, Big Snow anyway, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get over my skis here and pontificate about what I think the future of the economic base is, but uh, it's this kind of thing can't help. Uh, retail, I don't think. From what I've heard, um, the guys at at Triple um, Five are, you know, very, very, you know, smart people, and um, obviously there is a, you know, the retail apocalypse has been written about quite a bit. But um, some folks I've spoken with when I've talked about this, they said, you know, the malls are kind of getting hurt. Are not this kind of mall where, 
you have a lot of high-end kind of retail, and it's almost like um, a destination type of retail, things like Saks Fifth Avenue and things like that. But I will say that, you know, one of the things I think people are watching for when we look at the EMA documents um, are, you know, the leasing. And if I, if I recall correctly, and I hope I'm not mistaken here, but the last thing I saw about, you know, who's leasing what was back in September. You know, that's the last thing I was seeing. And, you know, I'm kind of waiting to see, obviously, Barney's, you know, filed chapter. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see who signs up, um, you know, given this, because we are, so you all know, in very unprecedented territory at this moment, um, you know, with uh, with the coronavirus. So who knows? But that is something I think people are really waiting to see is, you know, um, what the what the retail looks like and who's, you know, who, who are the tenants and, you know, what their what their spaces look like. So hopefully um, I will get a chance to sample retail once it opens. Looking forward to that. And yes, uh, Kathy mentioned disclosure on Emma, which is a, uh, a database. I'll, I won't go into it right now. That has disclosure about municipal bonds. And disclosure about this project, I noticed when I was doing my my piece, uh, wasn't all that good. Uh, as Kathy mentioned, there hasn't been a lot of disclosure about uh, the item she mentioned. And uh, from my perspective, all of disclosure documents are not that clearly written anyway. These documents were no exception, and uh, there doesn't appear to be a lot of uh, robust disclosure about the about the project. Uh, to some extent, that's probably because uh, the parties in this case are not experienced uh, issuers in the muni market. Uh, for instance, if you go to if you look for disclosure on New York City or state or California. Uh, they're going to have much better disclosure than than a lot of other places. Um, so that's, but luckily these bonds were not sold to retail investors uh, because they were unrated and because of the risks involved. They were they were sold only to institutional investors. So that's uh, that's a plus. It's unlikely that your average retail investor would would have these bonds directly. Although I guess they might have them uh, via. If they, if they bought shares in a high-yield mutual fund, uh, there's a chance that these bonds would be in a given high-yield fund. All right. Well, very interesting. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Greg Clark. Thank you, uh, Kathy O'Donnell. And thank you to our producer, Christian Ayala. Uh, but most of all, thanks to you, our listeners out there. We will be um, checking in and hopefully everyone out there is staying safe. Uh, but keep logging to deltware.com for the latest on the Swiss Munis, and especially what's been going on in the world. So everyone stay safe out there and take care. Thanks for listening to the Muni Lowdown with me, your host, Young Lim. If you want to know more, subscribe to DebtWire.com and follow us on social media. Please leave comments, rate, like, and share. Join us next week when we talk about the latest in the municipal bond market.